0: Hello, and welcome to Down the Slope podcast with myself, Ewan. And as usual, we're joined by Greg and Harry. Hello. Hey. Unfortunately last week we've not been able to be joined by Kieran Power just due to some scheduling issues but he will be with us next week. On tonight's episode we'll be reviewing the St Mirren win from the weekend past, this weekend's game at home at Rangers as well as our High B of the Week and also a game we all love, Harry's High B quiz. So, Hibs got back to winning ways at the weekend with a comfortable 3-0 win in Paisley. Harry, what did you make of the game? Mate, it is
1: finally what we wanted from the start of the season, which is a good first half followed by a good second half. I thought defensively they didn't really look too threatening. There was a few times um, like Porteous's handball, which is out of there, which was probably the best save made of the day. Then Marciano had to pull out another heroic stop in the second half. But apart from that, I thought we were absolutely super across the board. Um, The main thing for me is in the last couple of weeks, the main thing we've all been kind of annoyed about even when we're winning games is the lack of chances created but after 17 minutes we had five clear-cut chances we were just absolutely brilliant um, so yeah I was just delighted I'd say 10 out of 10 couldn't knock it
2: I felt like we went out with a point to prove um, I think Joe Newell had taken some power of stick after Aberdeen obviously leading up to, to the St Mirren game but he just kind of showed his, his class I mean took his goal really well and then obviously got an assist as well, which would be good for him. You know, hopefully he kicks on for here. I just thought overall that we were we were very good. You know, I think for the first minute we kind of set our stall out to, to attack and didn't really lay up the full game. St Marin had periods of the game where they were coming into it, but nothing, nothing that really threatened. Um, obviously you touched on the save from Marciano, it was a bit of a TV save, but... Um, Yeah, again, it's great to get a clean sheet and three goals away from home. I don't think we can can ask for much more.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Obviously, scored two early goals, but even before that, Boyle had two pretty good chances that he probably should have done better with at least one of them. Um, Thought he could have pretty easily went round Zermal and then he either would have got a penalty or a chance of a fairly open goal probably a defender on the line. But it was just good to see we took our chances while we were really on top. The opening in 20 minutes, we really dominated the game, and then that allowed us really to just see the game out. I felt, obviously, um, St Mirren did come into it a wee bit at the end of the first first half with a free kick, which was well saved, and then but again, maybe it could have been dealt with easier by Marciano, which then led to making another decent save after that, and then, obviously, Portridge had the handball, which I think we'd all, like it should have been a penalty for St Mirren, there's no two ways about it, but we got away, we won there, and obviously, if that had been scored or whatever, it would have been a different game, but it wasn't, and we take it, because we tend to get these things going against us, and then, we obviously, we came out the second half and this, but had a decent chance to, sort of, chip to keep our early doors, and then, Oil as well, He got that goal, Um, whether it should have been allowed or disallowed again, that, who 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 particularly cares, 3 now, and then we just, sort of, seen the game out, and St Mirren never really threatened the game, they came into it towards the end of the game, but that's to be expected when you're 3-0 up away from home, you're just seeing the game out, so I think that was a performance for me that wasn't amazing, we played some good football, we created good chances and we took them and it was very professional, I was quite disappointed with St Mirren, to be fair, as a as a team I thought, I sort of expected a bit, a bit of a tougher game. Maybe their heads were a bit all over the place with the goalkeeper situation. Um, but I did expect a bit more of a fight. Um, but, yeah, it was, just, it was just nice to see. I think Kevin Nisbet makes a huge difference to the team. Um, Harry, what did you make of Nisbet coming back in?
1: That's the thing for me, eh? because as I was saying, I think the main problem um, with the team so far this season is creating the chances. But when you've got two up top, even though Deutsch wasn't really involved going forward, um, I think that when you've got that extra threat, it's just an extra body for the defenders to have to deal with. So I think that's the main reason that we got so open. And then Martin Boyle, for some reason, seems more keen to get forward and in behind the defenders when Nisbet's playing. I don't know if that's like a connection between the two of them, but I thought... um, in terms of chances created, I thought Boyle looked a lot more like himself than he had in previous weeks. But yeah, Nisbet coming back is so a massive bright spark. He just, obviously for his goal, it's his second goal of the season that just kind of bounced off him and went into the back of the net. But thanks to big Bobby Lamal's uh, pop dom wrists, it went straight through him. So that was decent.
2: I thought that, you know, Nisbet had obviously been out before the break and that's exactly what we're missing. Just that that striker to lurk. Um we obviously had the chance against Aberdeen that, that, you know, if he was there, he probably would have put that away. But, yeah, I think that a lot was made of the goalkeeper situation. um I mean, in all fairness, Zomal's played 36 games in the top flight. So, he should be more than capable of coming out of the team. But, you know, I mean, the, again, Nisbet's just staying in the right place at the right time. And, you know, that's what you get from He just knows the position to be in. We've missed that.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that that's probably our two best performances of the season have come playing four four two away from home, and maybe it has more to do with opposition. But it's it's interesting because I think probably all three of us aren't too keen on maybe seeing us go with a flat four four two for across the season. But I guess the results don't lie. Joe Newell played really well against Livingston and was also very good against St Midden again. Were their midfields at their best? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but you can still, you can only beat what's in front of you. Him and Gogic seem to work with as a two. And then, like you say, Boyle was definitely more effective um, sort of playing on the right of the 4-4-2 four, four, instead of on the right of like a sort of 4-3-3. Three, three. Maybe because he was a little bit deeper like he is in a three-five-two. so instead of being sort of further up the pitch as part of a front three. Um Obviously, I was quite impressed with Jamie Murphy, especially in the first half. Maybe he didn't do anything unbelievable, but he took, picked up pockets of spaces that um, we'll touch on later when we talk about the Rangers game. But he picked up some pockets of spaces quite narrow, almost like what Rangers players do, like sort of Ken and Hadji don't really play as out and out wingers; they sort of play between the centre half and the winger. And you could see that maybe Jamie Murphy obviously been training with Rangers stuff. He picked up some good possessions and. Played a really good ball through to Martin Boyle for the chance, where he probably should have ran round the goalkeeper. Um, obviously it's a shame that he can't play at the weekend, and obviously moving in into Saturday's game, a eh, Sunday's game. Sorry. Do you expect maybe just like Dre Wright to come in for Jamie Murphy and Hibbs to go four four two, or do you think Jared Ross will change it up to try and match up with Rangers in the middle of the park because obviously they play with the three central midfielders? I would
1: personally be very scared going into a game against this Rangers side with a flat 4-4-2. I think the extra body midfield is essential. I think that that's, as you say, they tend to play more narrow. So if we do put three at the back and then have um, either like wide midfielders or have the full backs, I think it would put us in much better stead. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'd be able to handle with the amount of numbers they flood into the centre of the pitch. If we put a 4-4-2, we will just get overwhelmed like we did against the likes of Motherwell and Aberdeen. Um, I think Gogic <laughs> needs to avoid any false positives because if he's out for that game again it's just looking really nervy but the only thing I would say is if Neil puts in a performance like that every week I wouldn't mind playing a 4-4-2 because he was absolutely unplayable both offensively and defensively he just looked brilliant
2: Yeah I think that um, we should really try and look to match rangers in the midfield um, I don't know if you would Obviously Murphy Campbell, I don't know if you're putting Scott Allen in there. Um but yeah, so I think three five two is probably the way to go. Keep keep Dodging and Nisbet up front. I think that's key as well. You know, if we do get chances, um, try and capitalise on them and, you know, get, get the winners uh Dodge and i would imagine it would be get them pushing hard and, and up the park and you know, look if you get chances then you know, N Scott Nisbet's that clinical that he gets one chance he, he, Probably will score it.
0: Yeah, for me, I think, I, I yeah, I think if we line up with two central midfielders, then we're going to be on hide and at the weekend. To be honest with you, the Rangers are very strong in the middle of the park, and I think, to be honest, I think everyone expects that the Rangers will come Easter Road and probably dominate the ball, and that that for me isn't a worry. I think Hibs have looked at our best when we turn over the ball and attack with pace. Even look at the the goals in the first half, especially at the weekend. Boyle was driving wide. McGinn got past him. You know what I mean? It was it was a quick goal. The second goal was the same. Porch's header. Nesbit nice, picks up a nice pocket out to Boyle across goal. I we haven't really cut a team open from dominating the ball. You know what I mean? We've not scored that goal that's had 20 passes yet this season. I feel like we are much better on the counter. So I think letting Rangers have a bit of the ball might actually benefit us. But I do think it's essential that we still get Two players up front, as well as having three in centre mid. So for me, I think it has to be a 3 5 2. Um, you would also probably look at letting the backs might be able to sort of push their full backs back. Um, if we actually play the wing backs, but not make sure it's not a 5 3 2 and actually as a 3 5 2, if that makes sense, because then obviously Goggets can drop in and you'd then be able to sort of let Hanlon and um, McGinn. And Porches almost goes sort of man for man at the back, where Kent, probably Morelos yeah. so if he's fit, and um, Hadji. And obviously, because they play quite, like we said earlier, they play quite narrow, so the sort of right and left center back should probably be in decent positions to pick them up. If we do, go for free in the middle of the park. You're pretty much looking at either Scott Allen or... Melko Halberg probably yeah. they're the options that you're probably looking at coming in, Harry, who would you like to see? would you like obviously Scott allen you'd imagine would be the more attacking option Halberg might be a little bit more solid who would who would you go for out of there too?
1: The thing is for me, I don't think that um would you got Alan's done enough this season to warrant getting a start yet I think bringing him off the bench would probably be more fair for the next couple of weeks um I think Halberg from rumours on Twitter is supposedly on his way out of the club so I would be doubtful that he'd get in the starting 11 in a game as big as Rangers at home so it's it's kind of difficult to say to be honest because um, as I say I do want the extra body in the midfield but I don't know who to put in there being honest if um, we're obviously going to touch on it later if Stephen McGinn was more fit I wouldn't mind having him in the midfield just for someone that will actually put tackles and break things up and let um, Newell play his game a bit more but it's difficult to say honestly. I'm I'm not sure what I'd do. I'd try and work a way to get Drew Wright into the team, but um, or Dre Wright, sorry, I always get his name wrong, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure as, as long as it's not Halberg, that's my main thing.
0: So, you don't, yeah, so for me, it's not a great choice, or to be Scott Allen is a great choice when Scott Allen's playing well, um, but. A game against Rangers, is that what you want? I guess, to be fair, if he was to come in and be disciplined, he could probably occupy. Um, I'm going to guess it will be Glenn Kamara that plays as the sitter because um, Ryan Jack also looked like he pulled his hamstring or something at the weekend. So I, th- I would definitely want Scott Allen to play over Halberg. I don't think Halberg's really proved anything in his time at Hibs. I think he's flattered to deceive at times. He's looked great in some games and other games very much slidclit-esque without a goal that like Ibrox on his debut. like <laughs> I, yeah, like you say, it looks like he may well be leaving. Um, I don't think Jack Ross is his biggest fan. He didn't play too much last season under him either. So, that's left to be, and that sort of worries me because <laughs> I don't think he'll want to put Scott Allen in and I don't think he'll want to put Halberg in, so I'm sort of a bit worried that we might see a flat too, um, unless he maybe put straight right in the in the ten or something.
2: How about you, Greg? Um, I I would like us to just to go with Scott Allen. Um, he he seems to thrive in games against Rangers and he is a kind of player that you know he might not be the greatest for for 60 minutes, but he will pull that killer pass out. And I think, look, for me, he's he's one of the best technical midfielders we've got. Um. I think that definitely Scott Allen should start. For me, Goggett sitting in front in the back three and then kind of Allen and Newell just kind of there as well. And, you know, just let them go forward and try and create things. And I think that we shouldn't be scared of Rangers. We We should probably go and try and take the game to them even, put them under a bit of pressure. And nobody's really done that this season. And, you know, Rangers have had it pretty much quite easy so far, so why not just put squallan and Newell there and obviously the, the wingers that we've got and, and dodging this but up front, why don't we just go and try and cause them problems and, and try our best to to um, create chances and, and get goals?
0: Yeah, so obviously you touched on Rangers, season. they've not conceded a goal yet in, in the Premiership, uh, obviously conceded a couple against Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. which is a whole different <laughs> story. Um, for me, I don't think Rangers like like Greg touched on. I don't think they are untouchable. I don't think many teams have really tried to take it to them. I believe Dundee United did try to sort of have a go at the weekend, and I don't really find the benefit. Obviously, they got they got scalped, but they did create some chances later on in the game. Um, but I think there's a way of going about opening. I don't think we should open. I don't think we need to open up to have a go. If that makes sense, I think, like I said, I think it suits Hibbs to sort of maybe sit a bit deeper, and then let Boyle's pace. Josh Doig's a threat. Um, Nisbet can sort of drop, sit, sort of drop in a wee bit. Um, I think if we do play uh, sort of two in midfield, I think Nisbet would maybe play more off Doig than up front with him. But um, I think we can cause Rangers problems, and I'm fairly confident that we'll get a result at the weekend. Um, do you see any other changes potentially in the team or do you think minus Jamie Murphy, the rest of the team, the other 10 guys stay in the team or do you think maybe we might see like a Lewis Stevenson come in for a Josh Doig or something just a little bit more experience? Um, Harry, what, what do you think in terms of selection?
1: I think to be honest, we're, when Murphy's in the team, I think that team last week's probably about our strongest start in 11 to be honest because um, Obviously, ideally, we get an extra body in the midfield. But if you've got Boyle able to go up and support Oig and Nisbet up top, and then that flat back four has been brilliant for us when they've played together this season. So yeah, for me, I, I wouldn't make any other changes. And like the only one I would make, someone we're forced to make, and that's obviously Murphy being out.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't change anything um, for Sunday. I think as it, Josh i have earned the right to, to be in that team. Um, Obviously, the only change we really should be looking to make is the enforced one. And, you know, if we do have options in midfield, maybe some of the options aren't the greatest. But, yeah, I think, I think we've got options there. And, but I don't think we should be changing anything else. I think the team we've got at the moment is fine and it's working. So
0: Yeah, for, for me as well, I think I think we might see a couple of changes um, purely because... If you're depending on who you're bringing in, can that team play three-five-two? You know what I mean? Like, um, it wouldn't surprise me to maybe see Josh Doig drop out for Stevenson, um, or even Dre Wright, um, and go sort of three-five-two, and then obviously have. Um, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me to see Dre Wright and Stevenson come in, and maybe Dre Wright operate more centrally because we've seen that he can do. A decent job against Aberdeen, sort of. So I'd imagine he could do a decent job in the middle of the park and have Stevenson left wing back. But I think that would be pretty harsh on Doric, Um But it wouldn't be the biggest surprise for me. I don't know. I don't know why. I just get the feeling that it might be a good time to take him out of the team. But again, Jack Ross has trusted him in every other game this season, so maybe it would be a wee, wee bit harsh to take him out now. Um, obviously, Harry, you touched on it Earlier on, we have just today confirmed the signing of Stephen McGinn. So we have now had our shot at all three McGinn brothers. Um, I think everyone was pretty underwhelmed, if you like, when we signed Paul McGinn. Um, I think nobody's expecting Stephen McGinn to come in and play a lot of games this season. I think he's still recovering from a from surgery that he got in January. Um, it's a it's another body in the middle of the park. Um, what have you made of the signing Harry Um, my dad
1: sent me on uh, Facebook Messenger with two question marks which was a very dad message to send but um, I read it and I just wrote back to him saying I'd much rather have him than Omionga so that's kind of my outlook on the thing I'd rather have him as an extra body in the midfield than waste wages on a player like Omionga so as you say I don't think he's going to get much in the way of game time we will probably make a few sub appearances and if we Get injuries, he might make a couple of starts, but I doubt he gets more than 10 appearances a season. But I think he'll do a job when he does come on, but as long as we don't expect too much of him.
2: Yeah, I, I think Jack Ross kind of touched on, on why he brought him in leadership qualities and experience. I think you know, can never really have too much of that. So, like, Joe, you know, it's a sign in that, that Jack Ross obviously feels we need. I don't think, as Harry said, he's going to play a whole lot of games, but. I do think that he'll probably be quite a useful squad player. He can probably come in and and play the midfield role, no problem. But yeah, he's not—he's not going to be a starter. But it's what he maybe adds on the training pitch that Jack Ross has brought him in for.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Obviously, I think he touched on in his interview as well. He knows what Jack Ross wants from a team. He's played with Jack Ross (laughs) and also for him. He knows what uh, what Jack Ross will want from him as a player. Um, And I think a lot has to be said for that uh, when a manager has trust in a player. If you look at Paul McGinn, for example, I don't, like I, said, I don't think anyone was massively... Nobody thought he would come in and probably even play. I think everyone thought he was just going to come in as um, sort of cover at right-back, um, and then he sort of made right-back and right-centre have his own. And, yeah, Stephen McGinn, don't think he'll play too much, but you never know. Football is a funny game at times, and by all accounts I think he only left McMiran because he was injured. I don't think there was a mad rush to get him out the door. Um so we'll, we'll see how he how he gets on. And then obviously there's been some murmurs I've seen, I think, in Jack Ross's interview they done the the Britain press, um, sort of suggesting that there could well be a couple couple more out and a couple more in. I don't know if that couple was including uh Paul McGinn, maybe Paul McGinn and one other. Um
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Stephen again, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, so I don't know if he was included in that. Um there's been some I think everyone Tom James to leave at some point. Um although he does still have two years on his contract, and if he isn't in a mad rush to leave, then do you know what fair play to him? It's mm-hmm. like I don't mean this and like he's maybe not flavoured to man for Hibs fans, but he's came up came up from Wales and not done excellently but we handed him a three year contract I can't imagine he's on pennies like if why should he be in a rush to leave you know I think he probably will want to play games and I would expect him to leave but also if he was still in and around the squad it wouldn't overly surprise me Um, and like we touched on I think there's been some murmurs that Halberg might be another one that might be out the door Um, but I don't think we'd see Halberg leave until we've signed at least one other midfielder if not Maybe two. Um, there's still obviously the what's going to happen with Fraser Murray sort of situation as the championship season uh, comes a bit closer. That starts three, four weeks, I think, yeah. mid-October. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Fraser Murray will go on loan to the championship. Um, I have a feeling that Hibs are maybe holding on to him until we sign another player, just for numbers, effectively. Um but as ever with this summer, the, the rumour mill is fairly quiet. and um, there's not a lot going on um in the media surrounding Hibs just now in transfers, which isn't a bad thing. Um I have no issue with Hibs sort of conducting their business behind closed doors and then because at the end of the day it's only official when when the club announced it anyway. Is there anyone that you guys are seeing us linked to or that you would like us to make a move for? For me, I think Maybe not right now, but come January, I think we should really push the boat out to see if Alan Campbell would move from Motherwell. I think he's a great player. He's out of contract next summer. Other than that, there's probably not many players that I can think of that I would be really desperate for Hibs to go after just now. I think it's
1: for me...
2: I would like us to to bring in someone left field there that nobody really knows about, an unknown, unknown quantity. Um... I like that Hibs are always very quiet about their business. Um, you never really see a lot of rumours in the paper about Hibs, but obviously we've been linked with players like Jackson Irvin and and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I feel like when we get linked with these players, everybody else we sign is a disappointment. People get their hopes up, um, but yeah, and I'd I'd like to see us go for go for Alan Campbell possibly, um, but yeah, possibly someone quite left field and quite unknown to be honest and, you know, I think that that would be a a good move. Um, I think Halberg was quite quite left field with it. I thought it worked for a wee while, um, but he just doesn't really suit Ross's style. So, but yeah, no, I think I think the
0: interesting one with Halberg is as well. He's obviously <laughs> under contract as well, so I think if Halberg was to leave, it'd be similar to Daryl Hogan in the sense that I think Hibbs would get a fee, and I think when you're getting fees for players like that, you're probably going to take it. And what about yourself, Harry?
1: um the thing I I like the transfer policy of getting players in that I'm kind of opposite to Greg I like getting players in that we know that know the Scottish game and essentially can start straight away because the likes of Gogic and Wright and Nisbet we can kind of throw them in the first team and they can actually crack on with things which I really like um and I kind of sounds kind of like an old firm fan but um I don't if we're putting in a bid of four hundred thousand for Docker, uh, not Docker, sorry, for uh, McCrory, I don't see why we couldn't just put that money to Motherwell and see what they say to it. Because the worst thing they can say is no, and maybe come back with like a different offer. But you know, I think it's worth a shout
0: because out with Celtic, Rangers, and Aberdeen, he's probably the best player in the country at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. I hadn't even really thought about the fact that we have obviously made a bid for uh, McCrory as well. I think if the money's there, Alan Campbell is. I think he's exactly what we need just now. He can definitely be a sort of defensive midfielder, but he's got an engine and he obviously contributes goals. I think he would complement and Nill very well in the middle of the park. Um, this is maybe This isn't a direct comparison, but he's a similar player to John McGinn in terms of box to box drives on the ball. He obviously scored a good goal for Motherwell at the weekend as well. So that would be something that if Hibbs were to go down that. Uh, route that would definitely get me excited um, Jackson Irvin's another one as well um, sort of seen his name mentioned here and there but I think he might be a bit like um, Scott Fraser that probably still sees his um, next move in England um, I think he'd done pretty well for Hull all things considered especially when he first went down so I think he might be a little bit out reach and yeah I'm sort of like yourself Harry I like Hibs too there's a difference for me between going for younger players that have experience of Scottish football and just going for decent players that were its other teams like we did the season, we went down with we like Liam Craig, Paul Heffernan, Owen Trudor-Jones. There's a total difference between going for their three players as in respect to going for a Dylan McGeoch and a John McGinn. You know what I mean? Like There's they're, they're two entirely different ways. and I think, obviously, all four signings that we've made this summer now um, in Murphy... Nisbet, uh, Gogic and and Dre Wright and obviously uh, Stephen McGinn today as well, they've obviously all got experience of playing in Scotland and obviously uh, the the goalkeeper in on loan, he's he's only going to be here a year and presumably going to play back up to um, to Marciano. So I think one or two more signings and we are where we need to be. Um, So just... Briefly, uh, totally off subject, we did not do our score predictions for the Rangers game. Um, what are we going
2: for?
1: May I stand Rangers four nil, Hibs.
2: I think it be a bit tighter than that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'd settle for for one one to be honest.
0: You'd settle for one one. What do you think?
2: No, I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> nah, to be honest, I think that if we can not go gung ho, but if we can certainly put the pressure on them, I think we should get a goal. i maybe say two, to
0: be I'm not going to say that I'm quietly confident because I'm not confident enough to be quietly confident like I yeah, was. I was fairly confident
2: earlier.
0: <laughs> uh, With as I was, that Stevie Malin would come up with bench and score at St Johnson, who, by the way, we have not mentioned, he could potentially come in and play in the midfield Definitely at the weekend. Um, but I think that we might just sneak a result. I'm going to go 2 1 hips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that. Do you know what? I think Rangers are shite bags that buckle under pressure. Celtic will probably win tonight against St Mirren. And they will probably win on Saturday against Livingston. Rangers will be second place. we will be third place by that point, assuming that Celtic win more than one nil in each game. Um, they'd be a top on goal difference. And I think any time Rangers have a little bit of pressure on them or they have an opportunity like they did um, against Livingston, the Celtic could drop points the week before, I think Rangers' bottle goes Anytime they either need to win in the league or have a chance to put a gap in place. So I think there'll be a lot of pressure on them um, come Sunday because I do think Celtic will be top, back top of the league. And I think come three, four o'clock on Sunday afternoon, it'll be a freeway tie at the top of the league. Hibs are going to win on Sunday. So moving in, high beat of the week. Obviously, had a little break um, after the due to the international break, but Harry won the last one. Um, so that puts Harry three, one for myself, and still none for Greg. So for highbie of
2: the Week this week, uh, we will let Greg have first nomination. Who are you going for? Yeah, I'm going to go for Joe Newell, because you, with the headband, you are a different gravy. <laughs> um, I was excellent at the weekend. goal on assist. Can't really ask for much more. So yeah, I think I think to be honest he's taken a bit of a stick. Um, so definitely think that um Joe Newell for High Be the Week this week.
1: I know well obviously I got slagged when I said Martin Boyle for taking the obvious pick and I think you've done the exact same thing there, Greg, by picking you. But me personally I just I'm
2: need to win half
1: I just need to one. Um <laughs> not gonna go f- Aye, I'm getting slagged for picking the easy choice when I go Martin Boyle, but then Greg will go for the easy choice and pick man of the match, Joe Neal.
2: Aye, but look, oh. Joe Neal's not been picked yet, so i like, pick <laughs> like a because can they pick my nose so far? <laughs> well,
1: I'm going to pick someone. He's not even a Hibs player. He's not a coach. He's not a fan. He's not even affiliated with the club. I'm going to go for agent Bobby's Lamau. due to his expertise at getting him to three points. I think we would have won the game anyway, but without him, I don't know if it would have been quite as comfortable because for me personally, I think a different keeper deals with all three of those goals. So for me, Bobby Zermal is my high B of the week. And Harry is
0: just safely secure. High B of the week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You say I go for the
0: easy ones, Harry. (laughs) So again, by me going last, I'm sort of left with... So I think the other choice would be Kevin Nisbet. Um, we obviously are trying to avoid people that we went for before, we went for Nisbet before, we went for Gogic before, I think everyone else in the team's been, um, so I'm going to go for Kevin Nisbet, I think, I, 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 it's night and day when he's in the team, in comparison to when he's not in the team, that that goal, hit off his shin, whatever, but he was there, to let it hit him, and go in, against right. Aberdeen, there was a couple of balls drilled across the face of the box and stuff, and I feel like Kevin Nisbet scores one of them. And I think he gives us a lot outside the box as well. His first touch is great. He brought down the ball um for the goal very well and played a good pass out to Boyer, but also in the second half with the, the chance for the chip. He done very well on that one. So for me I'm gonna go for Kevin Nisbet. So we'll get that fired out on Twitter poll. We have got Kevin Nisbet. Joe Newell. And Bobby's on now for high i <laughs> I'm fairly confident that it will not be a
2: Hedge player that wins high B. You need to stop thinking, Harry, this is beyond a joke.
0: <laughs> I know my audience. So, moving in. Best time of the week, Harry's high B quiz. What have you got? Hey! Hello everybody and
1: welcome back to Harry's IB Quiz of wait Harry's IB Quiz. I was about to say off the week, but it's just Harry's IB Quiz. <laughs> but the rules are as follows: I decide all the rules. There are five questions that Greg and Ewan will answer, and I will decide who gets points. Bonus points can be awarded. Points can be deducted for anything I see fit. So boys, I hope you are nervous because we are getting straight into things with Harry's IB Quiz. So question number one. I was looking, I was in the shops the other day, and then I saw a pair of tracky bottoms with Lecoq Sportif on them. And that is one of my favorite like associations to do with Hibs in my lifetime. So if you could have Hibs for as long as you want them to, have any sponsor on their top, who would it be? And for an added incentive, you get a discount off their product. Does this have to be... Um, one that we've had before, or any? No, no, no. Can be any. So I, but it's got to go on a hib shirt. So if you pick something like a, um, and then like Call of Duty, it look a bit gimpy if you had like Call okay. of Duty in the middle of the top, toppy. Eh? Oh yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That would look very gimpy to be honest. I, oh. <laughs> I, really, I really wish you'd. Pick, I
2: really
0: wish you'd sent us these questions before. Um, I'll go for. Oh. So it can be kit make
1: or front of the shirt spot. It's just got to go somewhere in a noticeable fashion on the front of the
0: kit.
2: So but it's not going I'm on the back going, of that. It's like Edin, it's on the front. Harry, man, where do you pull
0: this from? I'm going for <laughs> Adidas, um, because then we could just have remakes of that skull cup, skull cup home and away, mm-hmm. every season. And well, aye, why would you not want that? The top is absolutely gorgeous, and we've obviously had to sort of knock-off version of it uh, from the club shop, which is nice. But imagine you get Adidas in, uh, Hibs have miraculously become one of the best clubs in the world, so they start actually getting us like bespoke gear instead of just templates, and we can just remake that absolutely lovely home and away kit each season. For me, I could watch Hibs play football in that all day, every day.
2: Right, and Greg? Right, OK. So as I'm sitting here in a Nike tracksuit, And did you say that we get discount off? (laughs) Aye, so if you've you've actually bought the top for that
1: season, you get a 10% discount on all products. From Nike? If you've decided Nike is your answer, sure.
2: That is my answer, definitely. (laughs) I think I'd end up raiding the outlets, to be honest. Um, But look, I think that Nike's got a special place in my heart. Scottish Cup winning season, championship winning season. You know, probably possibly two two of the best seasons that, that we've had in recent years. Anyway, also when we got relegated. Stop. <laughs> um, that that was two highs against one low. <coughs> Stop being negative. Um, I'm not, I just think that you know, for sentimental reasons, I would like us to go back to Nike and a remake of the Scottish Cup. Right, final shot, especially that that away top that. Isn't that was, was a thing of beauty? All right, are you ready for a first
1: for Harry's high B quiz? Yep, no points. No points for either of you because you've put the most obvious and boring answers. This was your time to be creative. You could have put like Sky Sports on it so you could get that cheaper. You could have put your phone <laughs> contract. My contract anything. Uh, I, get, I
2: get I get Sky, or well, well, for of phone for free every month. So that's not going to appeal. My mum works for them, so I get it for free. And fuck, All right.
0: well, that was just an example. You could have done it with anything. I'm the that one one is...
1: fucking Andy walking with Crocker every week for free. <laughs> oh, geez, I, I can't believe that was, I thought that's their time they the can, can shine. The free, Nike and Adidas. You know what? These are both starting on minus one point because of how crap the answer was. Right. All right. So, moving on to question two. Simon Murray joined Queen's Park in the past wee while. Um, so, and the Queen's Park nicknames is the spiders. What would Hibbs' animal nickname be if we had an animal nickname? Right,
0: okay. And you don't want us to be obvious, is what you're saying. Well, you can
1: be obvious. I, I couldn't think an obvious be one. Obvious. But just for the last one, I thought that was your time to shiny, eh? but you bought okay. it. Anyway. So,
0: what would Hibbs' animal nickname be? So, obviously, we've got the mascot, which is a lynx. The cat. Uh, the cat. But I'm trying. to f- What? Oh, Daddy, where have you? How do you find these? By the way, <laughs> uh, an animal, an animal, an animal.
2: Honestly, I you have
0: no idea. I'm trying to find an animal that's like near the top of the food chain, but always gets fucking eaten at the end. <laughs> no, i I'll, I'll stick. I'll just go for a lynx purely because leaf lynx. The mascots already uh, the sunshine the leaf links so I'll I'll take that. Okay. Wow. Don't know how that works though. Heads the links. <laughs> Not a great nickname,
2: but we'll we we'll, we'll go <laughs> um, uh,
1: Oh, because leaf links, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Right. Okay. Um. I'd probably say a leopard. Eh? <laughs> a leopard? <laughs> Why a leopard? Don't laugh at my answer if you're, you're no <laughs> <asking>. Um <laughs> I don't know. Leopard never changes its spots. So uh, hips constantly and let us do it. just one big disappointment. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's a very difficult question, Harry. If I was a bit more prepared, I would look into things a bit more. But yeah, I, I, I don't know why. But I'd say a leopard just really at never changes its spots and times of hips. All right,
1: know. well. I, I'm going to keep it going for the first round you're both still on minus one because oh, you what? went for the most obvious I, answer going, and you have just on. pulled leopards at your arse well, what, what is what about him? we're pulling everyone at our arse we've not seen the great <laughs> I don't know Kenny like you could have said that we had right. Canberra last right. season so we could have been the stakes. Right. what have we got next? alright so next question so we're on question three and both contestants are currently on minus one so Ryan Porches should have given away a penalty this week. It's fair to say, um, for a gorgeous handball in the middle of the box. What is the worst refereeing decision that made you the most fuming against Hibbs in your lifetime?
0: Oh Jesus!
2: But so just to I steal it, so you guys. Pardon. Which want me start? The worst decision. <laughs> oh, for me, it's come. For me, it's easy actually. For
0: me, I, um, um, for me, the worst decision that made me the most angry was playoff semi-final against Falkirk the second season in the championship, yeah. the handball when he literally yeah. rolled with his hand uh, obviously sitting in the famous five upper, it was literally right in front of me it was the most obvious thing and you just knew, as soon as we never got that penalty that Hibbs arse would collapse and it did, Logan let the ball through his legs and then obviously the second leg happened and Quite frankly, if we had got that penalty and scored it, who knows what would have happened. I'm fairly confident we would have beat Kelly. I felt we would have seen through the second leg and I'm fairly confident we would have beat Kelly in the playoffs and ended up back in the Premiership. But would we have won the Scottish Cup? Who knows? But at the time, uh, that handball decision really, really done my head in. This is this yeah. a difficult question,
2: Harry, to be honest.
0: Any um,
2: game, Kevin Clancy, that uh, <laughs> period as well, Craig Thompson. But after the after he
0: was quite sound. <laughs>
2: Fell like he to make up to us. To be honest, the, the two for the cup final were pretty bad. Where Ian Black's GBH, um, and then obviously Kujabi didn't help himself. But that was never a penalty, and at two one, we were we were in the game, so. I think it
0: sort of no, softens the blow for me a wee bit, but either way, if you never gave the penalty, Kajabi would still have got sent off. Like, That's so. quite a good
2: thing. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> um, Give us a chance. I would probably say the Ian Black one, because you've done that up to two and a, at the weekend. You were in the night in St. Leonard's, didn't you? So That's true. Um, yeah, I would probably have to say the Ian Black one. It was just horrendous. Like, it wasn't even just an elbow. It was Aye. assault.
0: Aye.
2: And you know, nothing got made of that either. Nothing. Like, I think, obviously,
0: because the way the game transpired uh, and it was early doors, but nothing got made of that either. Yeah,
2: but nah, that, that's probably one of the worst I've seen.
0: I'm surprised that you didn't go
1: because the ones I was thinking of was like the four goals in two seasons we got chopped off, three of which were against Harps.
0: Aye,
2: I was I thinking. You know, I,
0: so. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking like Jordan Foster's goal. I think he, I think he got two cut-offs. I yeah. get at Time Castle in various yeah. seasons.
1: Um, the Darren McGregor one, see the one we won three-one in the end where we battered them. That one makes me angry looking
0: right. back. Like, but no, I'm I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, i will stick to my first answer. I'll stick with my first answer as well. That was, that was the one that, we, what? that came to mind first of all. To be fair, so I'll stick with that.
1: Well, you're both on zero because you've both got a bonus point for giving good oh. answers. But the one that tips it for me, because it kind of resonated with me more when I heard it, I'm going to go for Ewan's answer. It's the one that, like, looking back, because the thing is, I've kind of numbed myself to the five one day. So, like, I just kind of put that to the back of my mind. But see, the Falkirk one, as you say, I think if we get that penalty and score it, we'd probably win that tie. So, Ewan's currently 2-1 up after three questions. So, you're both still struggling, like, but uh, Ewan's got the lead. uh, It's 1-0. Oh, it, oh one, that was, right, enough. All right, I'm giving myself a minus point for that. So oh, um, yeah. aye, it's 1-0 to Ewan. Um, oh my goodness, we're on question four and we've got one point, lads. What are we playing at? Yeah. But anyway, this is, this is really random. So I was watching the University Challenge the other day. Oxford were absolutely pumping Cambridge.
2: Uh,
1: if Hibs had to pump four players into a Hibsiversity Challenge, which four players would you have represent the club? Current players? It has to, has to be the current,
0: current squad you have to pick from. I've been funny. I don't know as much to choose for. Uh, <laughs> right, I'll go... Does it have to be players? Aye. Um, I will give you...
1: All right, so, we will do it then. I like that. Um, three players and one coach. Right. right
2: okay. For me, it's Jack Ross. <laughs> right. He's an intelligent guy. Ah, right. No. So, I, I would say Jack Ross... Can we do it like one in one so that we no, don't? No, I think, I think <laughs> I'm behind you. I think uh, I just think Paul Hanlon would be quite a dark horse eh? I don't think he's as he's as daft as he looks. Really tiny. <sighs> <Hey>? Really tiny. <laughs> this is me for a bad skin. Um, yeah. So I would say Jack Ross, Paul Hanlon. Maybe even say Hamburg. To be honest.
0: Right,
2: okay. He seems quite cultured.
0: Right,
2: and one more? Yeah. And one more? Martin Boyle, because he must know some power of shit he eh? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, am I allowed any of the players? Or, oh. um,
1: you can repeat, but remember, that could lose you points, so the choice is yours. Okay,
0: so I'll go players first. <laughs> Charlie, but yeah. I'll say, right, okay, I've got a good one. Paul McGinn, because his... Twitter, hmm. at is Paul McGinn Wisdom, she obviously fancies himself as a little bit of a, a brain box. Just go like, uh, uh, maybe maybe. Uh, so we'll take Paul McGinn, I think I'll take Lewis Stevenson, very well spoken, <laughs> I think he's got a wee bit, of,
2: wee bit about him. Very nervous, I don't think he would speak up uh.
0: That's true. That's true. But we'll step. We'll step stick, we'll over stick Stevenson. Will you start trying to down cry, man? <laughs> yeah. uh, I to get some points. will take Christian Deutsch, Um, just a little bit of different. Like Glumpy took Halber for the culture. Just a wee bit of Welsh slash down south knowledge, and member of the coaching staff I think Jack Ross would have been That he would have been the one that I would go for he does seem very level headed and smart obviously he was head of the PFA um, do, 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 do. member of staff fair, got a good I'll take do you say it has to be a member of the coaching staff
1: um, mix it up you can do what you
0: want I'll take Leanne very she's a very clever woman look at I mean, I think she's got some stick over the last couple of years, but she's taken us for an absolute shit show to one of the best-run clubs in the country. And as much as maybe last season was a disappointment, we are night and day for when we when she came in. So she's also got a few cookies up there. So we'll take Leanne Dempster, Paul McGinn, Christian Dodge, and who did I? Lou Stevenson. <laughs>
1: Hey, all right, so that's your locked in. Were yeah. you wanting to change it, Vic?
2: Nah, I was just trying to put them off, to be honest. Um am right. happy with mine, to be honest. I think I've got a good mix in there. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy with mine.
1: All right, so um, as you know, I do rate pettiness and I do rate people just being whiny. If it's to the detriment of the opponent, so Greg, you get a bonus point for that because you were very whiny and try to put you in off, and we appreciate that here in the Harry Highby quiz. But you put Halberg, who's on his way at the club. You put Boyle, who imagine Martin Boyle on the University Challenge. I mean, it's just not going to go very well. So in terms of the teams that we've put out there, it's going to have to be you that's getting the point for that round. I'm afraid. So yeah, you you get you get the point for that round. But Greg, you do that's get that's a bonus point so.
2: your reasoning behind slating Martin Boyle. Pardon? Can I ask you a reasoning behind Slayton Martin Boyle? Because I honestly I think, think... he would just know some random stuff. Do you know what That he'd would be, come in handy, to be honest. He'd be
0: too busy rolling over the table like he does
2: over the... <laughs> <laughs> i think that... films as well. He, he comes up with quite a lot of film quotes, so he'd be good in a film round. So. Mm. Is there a film round? I think that...
0: challenge.
1: Awesome. Martin Boyle is the type of guy that would have a lot of funny stories to tell and he'd have a lot of stories, but I don't think he'd be very good with the specifics in you the stories.
2: Three out of ten chats, then... <laughs> 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 really Alright, exactly.
1: so boys, I think this one's gonna cause I think it's quite a good question. So question five, potentially the final question. I two on to you now, two one to you now. So final question, unless it goes to a tiebreak. So I thought that our game in Paisley was a very complete performance. There wouldn't have been anybody I would have rated lower than a seven. So, on the back of that, it doesn't necessarily have to be those players, but in your personal strongest hips 11 at the moment, which player is the weakness? So, which specific player do you think needs shot and needs improved?
0: Oh, are we, are we I'm, taking fucking shooting them now? So, are we <laughs> as we touched on earlier, we we're saying that that 11 is probably our strongest 11. Right, so you can take it that eleven, but if you think you can mix it up, then you can mix it up. Right. Okay. Well, we'll just—we agreed earlier that that's probably our strongest eleven, and so we'll take it to that. Right. And, I'll and just to say, the reason
1: the reason I asked that question is because I was thinking to myself, I think we do need a new midfielder, but I don't know who to take off for them off the back of the performance in Paisley. So that's why I'm asking that question.
2: Me, so, so we're playing. So it would be a four-four-two with that with that team.
0: The, um, yeah. okay. that 11 on that 11 for the weakest link for me is on current form or overall
1: the choice is yours you, uh, you have to prove to me why your answer is better than Greg's and thanks,
0: Derser for Greg do you know this is tough for me I'm going to be so harsh but I'll say Josh Doig I knew you say that because he is still a bit raw, is still um inexperienced. I think the, the a, no player that is playing for Hibs now, maybe with the exception of unfortunately Scott Allen. I don't think anyone else is playing poorly. Um Boyle was off the off the boil a wee bit. Uh before
2: I used that one the other week. But we I course. think
0: I just, it's probably an easy answer, a bit obvious to sort of take the young guy, but I'd have to say Josh Doyle because it, that's tough, you know, that's tough. That was a very tough question. Right, Greg, are you going to knock us at the park?
2: Probably no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very difficult question based on, based on the weekend. Wow. You, you need to get a point here to take
0: it into extra time.
2: Surely Harry would want an extra thing. Anyway, no matter. Yeah. I do
0: love a bit of extra thing. The
2: um, um, one's pettiness, so just say Goggish to annoy him. I've got to win points and I'll lose them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought Goggish was terrible against him, I mean. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Right, okay. Right. Ba- based on the weekend's performance, possible liability. Nearly gave away a penalty. Not saying he's a bad player or all of a sudden becomes a bad player overnight, but Ryan Porteous cannot keep catching the ball in the box. That's not his job. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man behind him that does that. I just... see he catch it? I mean, we, we really he's totally missed it. I'm delighted he did, but yeah. After the weekend, I think... Uh, Ryan Porteous, to be honest, because there is no way you're getting away with that every week, yeah? That's fair. I think, yeah, I would have to say him, really, for the fact that he's an absolute idiot and can tried, we just, to, tried to catch the ball. Can we just put a disclaimer that we still think he should be in the next Scotland squad? Uh, he's definitely. Been
0: the bit, him and Paul Hanlon have comfortably been the two best Scottish centre-halves mm-hmm. in the league this season.
2: Back for the next Scotland squad is uh, McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon and Doig. Fact.
1: Aye. Hey. And we will only concede from free kicks and penalties, hey. Aye, we'll which in, we we'll should have in in a give a another few one. penalties, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <from> <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> um,
2: nah, yeah, I, I would love to say just, just purely for the liability aspect of the weekend. Well,
1: That's a cracking question, eh? Because that was what I was thinking. Like, I think we all acknowledge that we do need a new signing, in, but we can't really pinpoint who we take out the team to do it. I guess, thing for me
0: when it comes to the signing is that. See earlier when we were talking about obviously we never mentioned Malin, but when we were talking about Malin, Halberg or Allen, and you're not overly sold on any of them, it's maybe having a little bit of a different option. Um, Some competition. You know, I mean, yeah, I think I don't even necessarily think. I think the new signing you would want them to be the quality to come in in the first team, but also while you're playing four four two, is my I don't It's not our preferred formation perhaps. For but if we're going with 4-4-2, then the players that we have there just now can very evidently play well um, because they've done it against Livingston and obviously now against St Mirren. Obviously, just with the exception of Jamie Murphy playing instead of Darrell Horgan. Um, that's a tough question, like.
2: Next week, um, we the questions beforehand so I can actually do a bit of research.
1: No, that goes against the rules. I've got a point. Still? So, I'm afraid to say that Just based off the answers you gave, I think that a player being a liability is a better answer than a player being young. So Greg gets a point for that one there. So we're into into 90
0: plus
1: two again. So we somehow got through 10 points worth of questions and you're sitting on... No, five points worth of questions and you're only sitting on four points. Embarrassing. Disgusted with both of you. I was fucking wrong. (laughs) <laughs> right, so last time we, what'd you call it? The question, the rate question was name a random Hibs player from any point and whichever name I liked better would get the victory. So this time, name the most random opponent you can think of Club. that Hibs have played in the past, say, well, since, since Hibs have formed. The most random team you can think of that Hibs have played and the only rule is you need to know the score of the game when we played it. Fuck's sake. So you can't just say like. Try think of, like a niche team. Uh, no, sorry, Harry, I've, I've, I've got one. So I
2: know what you're just carry on, because well, right, I'm, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to count down from five on okay. that one. Well, we have to say um, it out loud.
2: Aye. Aye, oh, obviously. Fuck's
1: sake. Right. So, so say the team, say the team out loud after I get down from five. And then you have to prove that you've got the right team by saying the score. And I'll check the score to verify you're correct. Understandy?
2: Excellent.
1: <laughs> All right,
2: five. I'm buzzing. Four. I
0: the score
2: number. I think three. Two. One.
1: <laughs> All right, who wants, to, who wants to take it away first? Uh, Greg, Greg can go. How do you decide. All right, all right, you you said Greg. Greg, you go first. What team did you say?
2: Uh, Videoton. And what say? was
1: Hibs' <laughs> score against Videoton?
2: Uh, it was away, I believe. We beat them 1-0. I don't know who scored, but I'm sure we beat them 1-0. No well,
0: I'm, just, I'm just
2: Googling this to verify.
0: I was about to check, mine. I can't check it. I've
2: no uh, got for a score. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 1-0, Harry. Oh. All
1: right, well... He said the, right, away, we'll game. Yeah. the away game. Right, so you were correct with 1 0 because we beat them 1 0 at home. So we'll give you it. We'll give you what? it. possible.
0: Okay. Oh, right, okay. All right. But you and, you and who, what team did you say? I said Bohemians. Now, this might be entirely Ooh. wrong. But I think we played them in a mid season friendly. We did. Oh. And I know Martin Scott scored. I know they scored for this one. And it was either one 0 or two 0 Oh, he's wrong! He, uh, oh, he is
1: wrong indeed. Yeah. you've got one more guess to get it correct. One more guess to get it correct. See if you can join in.
2: Ah,
0: oh, it was a victory. Was it? Uh, I remember, we were still pretty shy. It was Calderwood, eh? Calderwood had Calder, just come in, or maybe John Hughes, just before he left. Surely it would have
1: been friendly, no?
2: No, it was. I think
0: it was. No, no, Martin Scott was still playing. It was, it was, uh, it must have been called. He's 11 calderwood, or maybe Finland. No, I, I think
2: it was possibly Finland had just come in. Uh, <laughs> I think I know the score, Harry.
0: Was it January 2011 or something like that?
1: Um, no, I think it was like
2: it was March.
1: All right, Greg, and us what was the score.
0: No, 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 I think was it 2 1. Oh,
1: it was 2-1, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we go again. You long
0: enough. <laughs> and if it was March 2011, eh, Colin Calderwood would have still been in charge at that point because Fenland never came in until November 2011. Hey, do you know who scored the other goal? Martin Scott scored and... I oh, want to say something utter shite like Curtis Burner or something, but I think He was away by then. <laughs> Uh, Soji maybe it was a certain Mr.
1: Liam Miller. Oh, ah. all right, right. thought it, are we getting oh. up there? All right, so no, nah, that's that's it over. That's that's a quiz over. I've decided a winner. So, huh. our reigning champion is Greg. So, Greg has won the up in the Harry Hybe quiz. And when it comes down to teams, if I'm comparing Videoton and Bohemians, there's only one winner. Bohemians. And it's Videoton! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg wins back to
0: back! How? I'm not even funny. More folk are going to back remember a Back folk are going to remember a Ye for Cup tie than a fucking mid-season friendly in the middle of March. Oh,
2: oh. But
0: who's going to care about a mid-season friendly in the middle you of March? It random.
2: When it's random? Ah, I did say
1: random. Conference. You said random? No, oh, who cares? Oh, I, oh, I really care. Oh. <laughs> All right, you we like that tightness. You need that action more going into the next quiz, and you might get some extra bonus points.
0: I can't, I love clean sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think on that absolutely horrific note, <laughs> we will end this week's podcast here. Next week, we are definitely going to be joined by Keenan Power, and um, we've managed to get everything to sort of line up. And um, in the next couple of weeks as well, we've got some really Exciting sort of interviews and guests to, that are going to be on the podcast. Um, one of them's already been recorded, um, so we'll be getting them out in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you enjoy that. Hopefully have a joint talk your league, if not talk, come Sunday evening, and we will be back next week. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.